0: All right, so you have a fresh part of your paper with g of x equals this function, where we don't have it defined at x equals 1. Now, this graph isn't quite correct, is it? Because this graph has a point when x equals 1, y equals 4. But our new function, g of x, is not defined at x equals 1. So how do I deal with that? Do you remember from chapter 1, putting a hole there? And also from our Newton and Leibniz on the roof, we have a hole in the graph. Now remember also with Newton and Leibniz on the roof, when we have a function with a hole in the graph, does it necessarily mean that the limit doesn't exist? If we have just a hole, so far we've been able to evaluate the limit anyway, haven't we? Let's see about this one. Now the way to look at the limit here is, if you recall, we talked about it in general terms, You want to look at where the function's going from both sides of 1, and that's our left and right-hand limits. So if we approach 1 from the left, you may be thinking, what's she doing? I don't see why this would be any different. As x approaches 0 from the left, the limit of g of x this time looks like it's still 4, doesn't it? As X approaches 1 from values a little less than 1, the Y values on the graph are getting closer and closer to 4. Now, a limit doesn't have to be equal to the value of the function at that X value. It just has to be the Y value that you're approaching as your X value approaches, in this case, 1. So, the limit is just where the y values are going, not necessarily what the y value is equal to. So, that's why the limit, oops, not zero, the limit as x approaches one from the left of g of x is still four. Similarly, as you approach one from the right, one plus values a little bit, one plus a little more, values that are a little more than one. The g of x, the outputs of the function are approaching the value four again. The arrows are going to the same place. That's what the limit means, it doesn't, isn't it? So x equals four on the right hand limit as well. But notice this time G of 1 does not exist, does it? G of x is not defined at x equals 1. It's defined everywhere except x equals 1. So the limits on the right and the left were the same, 4, even though the function was not defined there. Now, when the left and right-hand limits are the same, we can actually say that the overall limit exists and is equal to the left and right hand limits so once i've verified that from the left and from the right the function the y values are going to the same place then i can say overall the overall limit as x approaches one of the function g of x is four as well and if you look at the graph it does make sense From the left, you're approaching 4 with your y-values. From the right, you're approaching 4 with your y-values. So overall, the y-values of the function are approaching 4 as x approaches 1. So the overall limit existed because the left and right hand limits were the same. Let's talk about the graph a minute, though. This graph, would I be able to draw it without picking up my pen? As I come from the left, at this point, I have to pick up my pen to go the other way, don't I? I mean, I guess you could argue that I could make the circle and then go back up. But it does seem like at x equals 1, you'd have to skip over from the left-hand side of the graph to the right-hand side of the graph to continue the graph, doesn't it? This hole in the graph makes it not continuous or discontinuous. And we're going to talk about the official definition of discontinuous in a few minutes. But I just want to point it out while we're looking at these limits and the y values because there's a very distinct relationship between the limits and the y values and whether or not you have holes in the graph or other problems. So let's look at another function and see what happens with that. We're going to do another piecewise defined function and then we'll go from there.